We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome to another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. That was we. That was a zero point two out of ten on the old um, crack of the can right there. I, my apologies to Rain Monster and everybody. That was a very poor attempt. So uh, Monday, uh, June nineteenth, probably be a fairly short show today. I've got workers coming into the house. The AC is. In the process of being fixed, it's a lot better now than it was uh, this time yesterday when it was like a sweat box up here. But uh, they're going to be up in the attic, so you might hear noise and stuff. And if you do, it just is what it is. But we'll go. Uh, we'll probably be pretty quick today. We're going to go do today. We'll do a show on Thursday, and then we're going to take a little uh, take a little siesta. Yeah, you didn't even you didn't give me give me a cursy chuckle on my uh, gift that I sent you yesterday from airplane the, the pilot oh, the pilot. I was too sweating. hot. You were you were hot and bothered yesterday. Well, I had I was working on. Two recruiting things, and I was working on – I'll let you behind the scenes a little bit. Okay. You'll like this. So there was a kid from Tuscaloosa, rivals 250, defensive back. Yeah, from Hillcrest, right? Yeah, who – Good player. Visited Mississippi State, visiting Ole Miss. And the widespread <laughs> speculation in the industry was he was committing to Mississippi State. Okay. Okay. Widespread. And I talked to a couple of national – rivals guys i was like hey i'm hearing some buzz that this kid banks might be traveris banks is his name i hate when i go this kid the, the young the young person has a name traveris banks i said there's some buzz that it's old miss i said do i need to get ready for that and i got the no it's it's state and i'm like okay but check See if something's changed. And I realized kind of something always changes. <laughs> and I don't well, and I I didn't blame them here. We my field progressively and progressively, more and more and more, has turned into fanboys. Okay. And so fanboys don't think the team they cover is losing a kid until 
it slaps them square in the face. It's where I, I had to remind them. I'm like, hey, um, kind of remember who you're talking to here. I'm not the cheerleader guy. I'm just telling you I'm hearing this. I could be wrong, but check. And so to their credit, I think they went, you know, he's got a point. And they checked. And sure enough, I got messages back. Yep, it's Ole Miss and, you know, stuff See like that. See what had happened was. So, yeah, that's what happened. Okay. So it was a little interesting. But I was doing that. I was doing 10 Thoughts. It was hot. <laughs> it was hot up here. I was just drenched. The um, It was – we had baseball all weekend. We got Friday, got to Memphis and played at Lausanne High School the first game. Mm-hmm. We got an inning and a half in before we got stopped. And so we drove all the way up there, played an inning and a half, and then it was done for the rest of the day. Weather. Weather. Yeah. Lightning. And it's lightning that we had a delay, and then right when we were getting ready to crank it up, it just the bottom fell out. Um, and then Saturday, got two games in Saturday, and then we played at Memphis, uh, University of Memphis. Is it Memphis University or University of Memphis? University of Memphis. I always get that mm-hmm. jacked up. Um, we played on their field, on their game field, and uh, – it had rained crazy amounts, you know, on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And so Saturday, all that water's in the turf, and the sun comes out, and it's just – it is a sauna. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my, our poor catcher, he, he was about to die. Uh, I mean, and he caught both games. Good for him. He's tough as, he's tougher than nails. He though. dropped about 10 pounds that day. I don't know. He's tough as, he's, he's tough as nails. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. All right, I got a quick ick. You always have the icks? Yep. I have an ick. Okay, shoot them. I can't do this on the morning show because <laughs> Ch- Chase Chase will not. We're breaking all kinds of rules right here. <laughs> Chase will not, and I understand. It. I, he's. He, it's probably smart on his part. He, he will not go into political topics okay. at all. And this is not really political. This is the I don't give a shit show. This is a pet peeve, though. There's a big story kind of out there in the world right now. Okay. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. did the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. And uh, Robert F. Kennedy, whose father was Robert F. Kennedy, who was the younger brother of John F. Kennedy, who, in case you didn't know, was a Democratic president. Yep. uh, Elected in 1960. He was assassinated in November of 1963. We've talked about it. Robert Kennedy was the attorney general. working for his brother, and then uh, was a senator from California who was running for um, office, a senator from New York, I should say, running for office, and he was in California in June of 1968 when he was murdered at the Ambassador Hotel. Correct. It's the Kennedy family. Ted Kennedy was a longtime senator, was also the uncle of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who has some very interesting thoughts on a lot of things including vaccines, all vaccines, not just the COVID-19 vaccine, but all vaccines. Right. Some very interesting things to say. And Joe Rogan, who I guess is, it was previously known before his podcast as much for what he did with MMA as an announcer, correct? Right. Fear Factor, comedian, all that stuff. His, uh, his, his podcast, the, the Joe Rogan Factor, is... I won't say it's the number one podcast in the world, it's be, huh? but it's if it's not, it's way, way up there. He's making a gazillion dollars yeah. from uh, Spotify. And the reason that Joe Rogan's podcast is so good, in my opinion, and obviously a lot of other people share this opinion because they listen to the show. Because he gets paid a lot. 
is Rogan does two things. One, he gets a lot of different kinds of people on his show, and he lets them talk. Okay? So he does. He lets them talk. So Rogan allowed uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to talk. And at the end of an 18-minute answer to a question, Robert F. Kennedy thanked Joe Rogan for letting him talk. Now, Rogan never said, you know what, you're right. Everything you're saying is right. Or you're wrong. Everything you're saying is wrong. He just listened. And a lot of people listened. And it led to, at some point, Rogan challenged, because there was an, the attack dogs came out immediately against Robert F. Kennedy. He's a kook. He's a whatever. And again, right. for, the, for the record, I'm not saying he is or isn't a kook. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not someone who's dug into vaccines. I have a very strong opinion about the COVID-19 vaccine. I don't really have a strong opinion about the other vaccines. Right. But what he said in that conversation was, was absolutely interesting. It was thought-provoking. It made me curious. Okay, I'm probably representative of a lot of people. Things I'd not really heard before. Explained in a way that made me go, huh. The link to autism, perhaps, the, that kind of thing. Listening. I was listening. So, of course, Peter Hotez, who's a doctor who was came out very prominently during the COVID pandemic, that I guess we've recently declared it over. And Hotez, of course, came out critical of Kennedy, at which point Rogan told him that he would give him $100,000 to the charity of his choice if he would come to the show, and Hotez lives in Texas. Uh, Rogan is based in Austin now. If he would come to the podcast and debate Robert Kennedy Jr. Have a conversation. Have a debate. Correct. And since then, that money has been pledged up to about a million dollars. Wow. To the charity of Hotez's choice, a million dollars. It's a lot of money. And of course, the answer is, "Oh, I'm not doing that." There's no, why would I do that? And and, and it's been led to. People, I'll do it. I don't even know the topic. I'll go, I'll go debate whoever for whatever. But it's been <laughs> it's it's led to this. Well, why 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 would we why would we do a debate with a guy who is an MMA guy and a and a a guy who you know was an environmental whatever. He's turned into a right wing loon. His candidacy for president. Oh, by the way, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president <laughs> as a Democrat. And see, Drew, Drew, Drew's kind of playing into what I'm about to say. Drew says polio would still be a thing if not for vaccines. Again, I'm not, that's not the argument. The point is, is Robert F. Kennedy says this. There's an opportunity on the biggest stage. I hate to break it to the elitist. No one's watching CNN anymore. Okay? No one's going to CNN for the, for the news anymore. People... Outside of the elites, they're not going to the New York Times for the news anymore. They're, they're listening to podcasts. They're watching YouTube. That's where they are. And so if, if, if and, and perhaps it's true, if what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said is dangerously wrong, then take the money, go on the show, and prove it. Discuss it. Eliminate the skepticism. Go on and do it. Rogan's going to let you talk. It's the one thing about Rogan. He lets people talk. He did three hours with Ric Flair, which leads me to this. <laughs> Woo! Leads me to this. 
if I were to talk to, pick a sports person, pick someone. Uh, you talk about like a personality? Yeah, whoever. A person in sports. Uh, a person in sports. A player, a broadcaster, anything. A person in sports. Hugh Freeze. Okay. All right. Seriously. If I were to sit down with Hugh Freeze for a three-hour conversation, hope we're going to talk. That conversation is not going to be limited to nothing but football. We're going to talk about other things. We're going to talk about family. Yeah. Um, probably would talk about his faith. Um, probably, his golf game. Probably would talk about his golf game. Would talk about fishing. Would talk about things that, that he enjoys. And we would obviously talk a lot of football because Hugh Freeze gets paid millions of dollars to coach football. But for me to say, hey, and if, if, if Hugh Freeze started talking about golf, and he gave some opinions about golf. I wouldn't say, well, how the hell do you know any of that? Hugh, you're a football coach. <laughs> if I were to sit down with the surgeon, James Andrews. Yeah. Got three hours with James Andrews, which would be fascinating. It really would be. We would talk about elbows and knees and how he got into surgery, but we'd also talk about his background. I'd want to know about things. And then I'd ask him about the things you're interested in. Literally, if I had three hours with Lane Kiffin and I was going to start, I would not start with football. I would start with fishing. I would start with growing up the son of, of, of a defensive coordinator. I'd talk about moving to different places. There would be things I'd talk about. I would talk about the uncomfortableness in social settings like because I, I share that some. We would talk about things well beyond, hey, tell me about the spread offense or, the, or, or Marnie Cooper or, or – or, Matt Corral, we wouldn't we wouldn't focus on nothing but football. If I did three hours with you, getting to know you, I wouldn't be all right. Tell me about the recruiting business. That's it. Nothing more. No, we would talk about other stuff. Right. So it's one of the things people like about Rogan is he has an ability to talk to people about different things, and it's interesting. A hundred percent. And he lets people talk. It's not a it's not a soundbite. It's not a gotcha. He lets people talk. And he has people on there that sometimes they're, they're talking. I'm like, man, that dude's kook. But he doesn't treat him that way. He lets people talk. And he challenges people. But we've lost that, man. And we've we've got, we're, no, no, you can't have a debate. Anyway, that's my ick. I'm done. No. It's my ick. It bothers me. It really does. It's, it's, we just got through with three years of let's be real. We got lied to. And people are skeptical and people are cynical. And the faster that the elites and the government elites understand that, maybe they don't care, but the faster that they understand that there's a real skepticism that's out there in the public, it's widespread. I, I did not, um, and it's just me personally, I never really thought about a lot of conspir cons real conspiracy theories. I'm not sure. talking about like JFK and all that stuff. I'm talking yeah. about just... I didn't question a lot until the last three or four years. And now everything I question. See, Drew's doing it. So, Drew, you just fell into the trap. You said, we don't need to legitimize <clears throat> idiots no matter who they are. I think you're wrong. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I listened to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And, and Drew, I'm, I'm not an idiot. I mean, I, I call myself an idiot, but I'm not an idiot. I mean, I, I joke around about the master's degree, but I had to write a thesis. There was work. I have one. I'm not an idiot. Would it surprise you if I told you I have one too? No, because I know you're a smart guy. <laughs> I listened to it, and he didn't come across like an idiot. Now, am I vouching for his accuracy? No, I'm not. 
I don't know. But he didn't come across as an idiot. And so in the event that he's wrong, as they're saying dangerously wrong, well, then debate him. You're not legitimizing him. You're debating him. You're debunking him. But that's that's the the and Drew, you're falling into the trap. But the people that do that, we just have to trust the government. No, three years ago we got lied to by the government. It happened right in front of our faces, and the media was complicit in the lie. They told us that we had this terrible killer disease that was out there, and it was going to wipe us off the planet. We shut down the schools. We shut down our businesses. We shut down everything. We increased our debt like a giant damn hydrogen balloon. It blew it up. And then in June. When a police officer in Minnesota killed George Floyd and that we launched into these protests, the one thing about the protest, everyone starts marching hand in hand, arm in arm, up and down streets all over America, violent riots, peaceful, riot, peaceful protests, the whole deal. But at, in the midst of all this, a lot of people like me were like, wait a minute, I thought we were all down here. I thought it was too dangerous to get out. And they asked Fauci, do you, what do you think? Should these people be out there? Well, I don't really want to talk about that. Well, I, I kind of want to hear it because I'm kind of curious. I mean, this is either because if this virus is smart enough to go, okay, well, we're going to leave people alone on the protest, then we're done, right? And it turned out to be what people like me sort of figured out after a while. So this thing doesn't do anything to healthy people. And YouTube got me a strike. I'll probably get another strike on this one. But that's what happened. And so after three years of that, I don't know, man. I'll be honest with you. When people like when people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. say stuff that comes across as I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I don't know that I don't I, calling him an idiot's not probably the right thing. <laughs> My man Connor comes in with you didn't have to hit him with the bud on call four. No, so, it's true. So right, hang on. So it's definitely skipped over my generation. This doesn't bother me even in the little in the slightest. But Connor Connor works with me. Mm-hmm. You know, Clay, they all work with me. They tell me all the time. I will I was always like, I appreciate you, buddy, or yeah. whatever. They say that's that's degrading. Oh. And I get over it. Pal, buddy, yeah, uh, skip. <laughs> they they got all these words. Get over it. <laughs> and I, that generation that generation I don't understand. Y'all, y'all, y'all are targeted. Y'all are triggered way too easy. Get over it. It does, but it was it cracks me up. So every <sighs> time every time I want to piss them off, I'll I'll just say, Hey, appreciate you, buddy. And they just it, it gets them all riled up. But that's God, good. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Austin came in with another super set super chat. Thank you, Austin. He says it's uh it's because there's no money in debating, only miss uh mudslinging. Yeah. I will say this. All kidding aside, I will say this. Um, I enjoy debating. I enjoy discussion. As some of your some of your loyal fans will understand, I don't understand when you start debating like it. Always people take it so personal. Yeah. If you don't agree with, and that's and that's, but that's where our society is, right? If you don't agree with whatever, if you're not a hundred percent in agreement, right, or on the same page, is the person you're debating. They take it personal. And you're a racist and you're a bigot and you're all well, these things. It's right. just they just right. don't. Right. You can't have, you can't have, I, peaceful debate's not the right word. Healthy debate, I guess, Healthy. is, the, is yeah. the right word. Sure, of course. And in any subject, sports, politics, religion, it, does, it doesn't matter. If you're not somewhere in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, we, in my, in my opinion, we've, we've turned into where it can't be healthy. It can't be a healthy debate. And maybe it's me and, and coaching. When you go in, it's one of the I've, I've said this before on on the show many times, many uh, episodes ago. But 
one of the very valuable lessons you learn in coaching is when you go in a room, if you're on a healthy staff, okay, mm -hmm. a really good staff, you'll go in a room and you'll talk about the game plan or you'll talk about, I mean, it could be weird stuff, right? The path of the back on the inside zone or whatever it is. And you're having these, you have debates and you, and you talk about, I think we should do it this way. I think we should run this. I think we should protect it like this, whatever, right? You're going to listen to everybody's suggestions and then you're going to have to leave that room with a decision. You just described why Nick Saban does so well at what he does. Well, it's not just Nick. No, it's but, it's but, everybody. But, I he's, mean, but he's a great example. I mean, he hires staffs that he wants their opinion. Now, ultimately, he's going to make a decision right. and his decision goes, but he's going to listen to people. But, and I'm sure that he's listened to people at times and said, you know what? He's right. We should do it that way. And he has changed his mind. And part of the culture of the staffs, the good staffs I've been on, and it's been, I mean, I've had this with Hugh. I've had it with Matt Luke. I've had it with Joey Jones. I've had, I've been very fortunate where just about every staff I've ever been on, every staff I've been on in college has been like this. Steve Roberts, the whole deal. But you learn very young in coaching is like, look, you may think, we, hey, we should go five-man protection on this and this is play's going to work, and you come out running the triple option. But when you leave that room and you go in front of the kids, you have to sell it like it was your right. idea. Right. You may completely disagree with it, but you have to be on the same page, and I just think that's what we're missing here. All right, I've run through uh, – I've, I've Put us way off schedule, and Sorry. we we are on we are on a schedule today. So real quick, I want to tell you a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with the challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solution, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, relax a little mentally. It was a life changer for me. It increased my happiness. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try. BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. And, hey, you can switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com MPW. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I just hate taking a lot of pills. I, I drink AG1 every morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, and covering my nutritional basis. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing each morning. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredient. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Check it out. All right, I gotta give the gotta give the podcast listeners a little update. <clears throat> you know, we talked about baseball karma mm -hmm. and the baseball gods. They do exist. So a couple of weeks ago, I came in here all hot about the kid who was talking all the shit at, at shortstop. That was an SEC commit. Yes. It was a little out of control. The coach wouldn't do anything about it. Well, the old Giants played him again this weekend. And he comes out in the top of the we were hitting first. He was just a chirping like normal. Um and he got shut up pretty quick because my man went 0 for 3 with a golden sombrero uh -huh. with three Ks, all three swinging. Because if I didn't do anything else, I like 
really watched this kick. I really wanted to get him out. Has has a massive hole in his swing. You know, a lot of these kids at 15, they're trying to do all this launch angle stuff, mm-hmm. realizing that, hey, hey, you don't hit it like the major leaguers. So you may hit one out of the ballpark and then fly out 47 straight times. So they, all these kids are dropping their hands, man, bad. And so when you drop your hands, you can't recover. Anything about chest high, fastball, O2, they swing at everything. And they either swing and miss or they hit it straight up in the air. So it's every single – I mean, you watch them. And as soon as you – and that's what we do for our – if you're a baseball coach out there, a young baseball coach, watch these kids. If they drop their hands, which about 80% of them are doing, they're dropping their hands trying to create launch angle. They're not uh, advanced enough to catch up to the uh, high zone, strike zone. You see the the bigs still. A lot of of big league hitters strike out top of the zone. They chase that stuff and they just can't get there. They're looking for all speed. It catches Mm -hmm. them by surprise. 15 years old, they either hit it straight up in the air or they strike out. So he went 0 for 3 for the Golden Sombrero. And and I really like their third baseman. I'm not going to say his name, but he is uh, he's actually a Mississippi kid um, from around, not here, but 30, 40 minutes away from here. He looked over there and told him, would you please shut the hell up? And I was like, man, I like there this. His own teammate told him that, so that tells you it's bad. All right. All right I, got a, I got a problem here. All right, what you got? I I want to cheer for the Braves. I like the way they run. I like I like the way they run their organization. Um, I like I like a lot of their players. Um, I like their stadium. I've not been in person, but it looks really cool, and, and I'd like to check it out. Um, they just have a lot of things that I like. That appeals to me. By the way, so do the Baltimore Orioles. Wow, what a, that team's on its way. Um, anyway, it's Father's Day yesterday. It was all okay. Day long. It's Father's Day. Everybody's wearing their blue and stuff, and it's cool. It's good. See, everybody celebrated, uh, putting a lot of money towards prostate cancer research. Yep. A lot of stuff going on. Like a lot, of, a lot of good things. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Charlie Culberson, who plays for the Braves. His dad, his father, was scheduled to throw out the first pitch at the game on Father's Day. That day. That morning, they sent Charlie Culberson <laughs> to the minors. Now, somebody had to raise his hand. <laughs> Where was hand raised guy? And go, hey. He was on vacation. We can do this tomorrow. <laughs> we can. Yeah, not today. But we can't do this today. <laughs> nope. It's a bad look. Nope. No. <laughs> and to Charlie Culberson of all people, he's like he's like Mr. Utility Man. I mean, he he has helped the Braves in so many ways over the years. And just somebody goes down, man, we'll put him in left field. Hey, let's put him in right. Let's put him in third, second, short. He's played it all. And I realized he's it was, pitched. I realized it was just a roster thing and it had to be done, but it didn't have to. You just hey, not let's, to my guy though. Let's just eat one today. Yeah. You know what? Let's just eat Father's Day. Not to my guy. If someone says, hey, how come y'all didn't do this yesterday? Hey, well, uh, see, know, this is what see, had happened. See what happened was, come on. I mean, this is like, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, we all know what he what he is. We all know he's probably the last guy on the roster. Sure. But if there was a danger of you sending him down, don't you just like not even call his dad to come? I mean, why don't you get like, uh, yeah. you know, just somebody. Some, Charlie some, Morton's dad, get him just, to fly him in. Just call the Falcons and go, somebody come, yeah. send somebody over to throw a ball. Somebody. We'll give him a jersey. Yeah. But, yeah, that was rough. Poor guy. Bob Huggins, the longtime West Virginia coach, resigns uh, after a bad DUI. I mean, all DUIs are bad, but, boy, that one was something else. Um, he's had issues pretty recently. He, was, he used a homophobic slur in a radio interview. Got warned that, hey, dude, you're a legend, but come on. He resigns. Um, it's June. It's a tough time, huh? Portal season. Yeah. Uh, my guess is they will do the interim thing for a year and see how it goes. Andy Kennedy's name has been mentioned. Andy's name has come up. You got anything just getting breaking news you want to deliver on the podcast today? I don't. Um, I don't. And if I did, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I know. I, just I, mean, your I balls. know. I mean, that it, was my opportunity. Like you bust yeah. my balls. That was my opportunity to bust your balls. Andy's absolutely a friend. Um, I would be curious to see whether his connection with Huggins, Andy kind of broke into the business. Well, one of his first big breaks was getting a spot on Huggins' staff at Cincinnati. He uh, one, followed him at Cincinnati, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he he followed him in, in an in interim year and then got the Ole Miss job. Um, I would be curious to see whether that hurts him or not. It shouldn't. Um, Andy would bring a lot of continuity to that to their team because you know obviously they they know him, but he's done a really good job at UAB. He's built a really nice program at UAB. Birmingham's home for he and Kimber. I know he'd love to return to Power Five, and that would be a big opportunity to play in that league. It's it, it, it's it's a it's a great basketball league isn't it tough though like if to get let's say you're getting a sitting head coach right because mm -hmm. that's a good job all right west virginia is a good basketball job 
<clears throat> all right, so you're going to go and hire a sitting head coach that just took all these portal kids into whatever school that they were at and got them in school in June. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's a weird time for a basketball coach, isn't it? Yeah, and if you were a basketball coach, whether you're AK or anybody else, God, leaving your team in June That's as a head coach to go to another team, it's kind of kind of crappy. Got to go interim, right? That's what I expect. And then, and then they'll go from there. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I I I don't know. I have I have not. I do. I mean, it's bad. He he's been in some issues lately, but as a basketball coach, this is what he's going to be remembered as. That's I man, sixty nine years old. He's yeah. been coaching for a minute. Yeah, he's been a very successful head coach, um, in basketball. And then this is what he's going to be remembered for. Yeah, all gone down the drain in, in basically a month. Yeah. I mean, maybe somewhere Two down. Two instances in a month. Maybe somewhere down the road, it kind of, but yeah. It's just is what it is. Speaking of uh, suspensions and stuff, yep. John Morantz came down on Friday. I figured it would. Everybody kept going, what's the deal? What's the deal? I'm like, he told you he's not going to do it during the finals. He's not going to up, he being Adam Silver, he's not going to upstage the, the Nuggets parade. They had their parade on Thursday, pretty raucous parade in downtown Denver. Everybody had a good time. And on Friday, Adam Silver goes, okay, Denver's had their moment in the sun. They're going to go recover from their massive hangover for a few days. I'm going to go ahead and knock this out. 25 games. Is it enough? I'm asking my man, Neil McCready. I don't know John Morant. Because what, he had 15 the last time? Eight. Eight, okay. It's, signif it's significant. There were some people who thought it might only be 15 games. Um, Jeffrey Wright was on the show the other day, and he said there was a number flying around of 17. There was also a number flying around of 40, so they met somewhere between, closer to 17 than, than 40, but regardless. Was it enough? Um, I mean, we're going to find out. 25 games is significant. He can't win any all-NBA awards. All the bonuses that would come with that, he loses. It's a huge financial loss for him. I'm sure that uh, a lot of his sponsors are, are, are taking a, a long, reflective look in the mirror to see whether they want to stay on the John Morant train or not. I would have to think that the NBA has told John Morant, hey, if you don't get this lesson, you don't get this message, the next one you'll get it. Because there might not be opportunity after the next time. I, I would hope that this gives the, the the Grizzlies an opportunity to sit down with them and go, hey, man, we've, we've, we've given you the moon and the sun. We need you to start giving back. You've got to chill. You've got to quit trying to be something you're not and just play basketball. Uh, and I, I'll probably get killed for this. I really don't care. Um, I don't think it's enough. I think this was the one you do a half a season, whatever it is. If 82 regular season games, you say it's 41 game suspension. You're suspended for half the year because you don't want to leave any wiggle room because the next time we do it, we're taking a year away. Yeah, sure. You know, now you leave wiggle room. Hey, next time you do it, we're just going to take a half a season. Now you give him an extra chance. I, well, I, I, mean, think, I think if he's dumb enough to do anything gun related <clears throat> uh, in the next forever as a public player i, I think you think they go all the way to a season the yeah, next time yeah 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 look so is there anything he can do to be banned permanently besides fair i mean like real charges i don't think so i mean i guess i guess the nba can do know, a, I, yeah, the nba players association is going to fight this this suspension i mean they're, they, they're contemplating just how hard to fight it right now whether to go to mediation and all that stuff I, if i were jaw if i were advising jaw yes sir 
thank you. I'm going to get my shit straight. And come Christmas or New Year's when my 25 games are up, I'm, I'm going to show up ready to play basketball. I'm going to go work on my game. I'm going to get ready. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a model citizen for a while. Yeah. I'm going to stop the whole personality thing and the people around me. I'm going to get rid of the people around me. And I, that, people go, well, you don't understand. I understand money. For that kind of money, I'd get rid of the people around me if they were causing problems. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I get, I'm the fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I mean, it, sooner or later, you got to, the, the problem, I was having this discussion with a, with a college coach today about the portal and, and a lot of things that are going on with the character and, and, and recruiting kids is, you know, the portal in football and in really in all college sports, there is this level of accountability that is being taken away because you're scared to death to hold somebody accountable and punish them mm -hmm. because they'll leave. Sure. And so now we're becoming a lot of, not, not, I shouldn't say we, there are, and there's a lot of people that listen to this show that I know call, that coach college ball that aren't like this, but they're, they're these, you know, these people mm -hmm. they're out there and they're allowing things to happen and allowing things to go on and not hold them accountable because they want to be their friend, not their coach. Right. Because they don't want them to leave. Well, in this case, I'll give Silver credit. He called him in New York. They had a meeting. He felt like he he felt like the meeting went well. Apparently, I read a story in the Athletic about it, and the word that came out in that story was that he felt betrayed by what happened. The stupidity of it, the brazen stupidity of the video, just so stupid. He doesn't want that culture. He doesn't want that reputation in his league. He knows Jaws, one of the high profile names in the league, a a, a guy that kids love. Because, look, you know, here's the thing. You look at, like, Victor Wimbanyama, who's going to be the first pick in the draft on Thursday night. It's hard to emulate or to, to look at Victor Wimbanyama and go, you know, if I work really hard, I could be Victor Wimbanyama. No, you're not. You're not 7'5". <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Victor Wimbanyama. I'm sure he's a, he's a, a good kid. But he's 7'5", and he can dribble and all this stuff. Well, you're, you're probably not going to have an 8'2 wingspan. You're, you're, you're probably, you probably can't, no matter how hard you work. You can't be that. Right. And that's like Kevin Durant. No matter how hard you work, you can't be a six foot eleven dude who can do all the things that Kevin Durant can do. But you look at John Morant, you're like, you know, maybe I could be six three. Maybe I could be six two, six three. Maybe I could get in the greatest shape of my life and I could play the way he plays with this reckless abandon. One of the reasons that so many people loved Russell Westbrook in his right. prime. You you could watch Russell Westbrook and go, you know, maybe I could be like that. So that's that was big. I mean, I I, I just think <clears throat> think the league was pissed but in talking about John ja Morant job ja Morant <clears throat> Jack Jones today about two hours ago before we started our show said hold my beer and watch this the corner for the New England Patriots mm -hmm. and the reason this has to do with John ja Morant because on May the 15th he tweets at John ja Morant says at John ja Morant dumb you letting social media and your pride run your real money put them guns down and run your money up Make one of your homies sign up for security or concealed carry if you feel like you need it that bad. But you need, but you are the breadwinner. I'm, I'm having to like go through this. But you are the breadwinner. You got to start acting like it. And today, less right at a month later, Jack Jones arrested at the Boston airport for having two guns in his bag only a month after calling John Morant dumb for possessing a weapon. And the charges that he has, he's got concealed. I mean, he's he's taking a loaded firearm through TSA in Logan International Airport. Two. Yeah. One concealed carry. He's got like an extended cartridge full of ammunition with no license. He does have a he had a concealed weapon on him. Like, 
I just uh, stupidity. Like uh, that's it. That is, to me, it has nothing to do with the Morant thing. It's just the stupidity of. I mean, well, he calls him out a month ago on, yeah. on you know on Twitter that he does. Well, and it. what he does is is eight thousand times worse. worse. It's worse. Morant's Morant's deal was just stupid in a car filming a video. This is, dude. Like, <laughs> what part? Like, seriously. Like, I would like to. I would like after they get done with all the interrogations. I'd like to just sit down and go. Hey, I got one question. At what point did you go? You know no, what? No point. I'm probably going to be able to get this weapon through TSA. Not not just one, but two, and all this ammunition without them stopping me. Oh, he thought that the whole time. Like, at what point did that go through the whole your mind? time? Because we 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 put these athletes up on pedestals and we treat them like you were talking about with the coaches and stuff. We treat them this certain way. God, you come to expect it. I've had. I won't. I know exactly who it is. But right after 9/11. You know, security changed when you take uh, – security changed when we took uh, – when 9-11 happened as far as football teams, right? You used to just get on the bus and drive straight to the actual plane. Yeah. And you, I mean, it's like a car, like right. a taxi. You got off the bus, went straight on the plane, no TSA, no nothing. Plane was cranked up and you went. And now after 9-11 happened, they still check a percentage of the guys or whatever and all this stuff. We had an offensive lineman right after 9-11, right after 9-11, like the next plane trip left a uh, hunting knife. It was like he was carrying a duffel bag of extra clothes or something. Yeah. And you know how those duffel bags used to have that plastic thing? He had a hunting knife that had slid underneath, and he didn't know it. Dude, you thought we were about to bring down the, the country. I'm sure. It was a bad deal, but anyway. Walk on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po'boys gumbo, voodoo shrimp, so much more. 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. And we're brought to you by our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great people and products and services. The service is really remarkable. I can vouch for that this weekend. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662 801 one seven seven seven. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern six six two four two nine forty four twenty nine. Hey, real quick, um, I had some trauma, some unresolved trauma that came up on social media this weekend. Uh huh. So we had back to back holidays: one yesterday with Father's Day, one today. And all of the football graphics that have to come out with like Happy Father's Day mm-hmm. and all that unresolved trauma. I don't know what it is about this. I don't know when this started. But all of a sudden, probably about five or six years ago, every single holiday that you can possibly imagine, St. Patrick's Day, Happy Halloween, Happy Thanksgiving, Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. Every holiday, these these random holidays would sneak up on you. All right? I mean, St. Patrick's Day, who ever thought about it? And some team out there, I mean, it could be, we could be at Alabama, it'd be Boston College putting out a, a Happy St. Patty's Day uh, or Happy Teacher's Day, whatever it is. And the coaches would come in in a panic. Hey, we got we to gotta put out a graphic. We got to put out a graphic about, you know, this. And then three hours later, so my favorite is the random holidays. There's going to be, we'll, we'll find one. I'll, I'll guarantee you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Happy Earth Day. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Sure. Then about five, hour later, five hours later, there'll be this rush. And so yesterday was Father's Day. And we tried to get to the, the bottom of it in our meeting this morning at, at uh, Quick U. We think it was FIU put out the very first Father's Day tweet yesterday with the jersey that said dad with oh, a yeah. number on it. Yeah. 
by lunch, there were 15 other teams that had the same exact graphic with their with their jersey and dad's name, like a like a plaque. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It's just you'll be just sitting enjoying your weekend, and some random holiday will pop up, and it just it gives because then it's, it goes to whoever's running recruiting, and you got to call the graphics guy. It's on a holiday, you know, a summer he's out with his family, never fails, and you got to wait for him to make a graphic. He's pissed at you, of course, because he's got to make some graphic. Then you got to get it out and get it sent out. It is just a nightmare that goes on. All right, I want to talk a little bit about this. I, I did listen to your show this morning, so I know it's been discussed. I want to talk about a couple other things about it, though. Okay. Uh, Austin Simmons um, reclassified from the class of 25 to 23. Um, had a lot of – got a lot of national attention because people were like, oh, he really reclassified for two years. All right, um, obviously I run a recruiting service, so it's easy for me to look up some of this stuff. So he's 17 years old. Um, his birthday is November the 8th of 2005. So he he'll be eighteen this fall. So he's not he's supposed to be going into his senior year this year if it was like normal person. Right, right. And he would be very he would actually be old for a senior this year. So it's not something that's never been done before. Quinn Ewers did it a couple of years ago. He's he's uh he's almost he's, he's eleven months older than my son, who's going into his junior year. Okay. So it makes sense. Yeah, so he's yeah, supposed he's, to be going into his senior year. Yeah. All right. He's an 05 um, kid. He was homeschooled. All right. He was homeschooled. And so he finished all of his high school credits through his freshman year, which is last year. So, again, nothing – if you're homeschooled, nothing that's really unusual. Um, he's gone to three different high schools, okay? As a quote-unquote eighth grader, he was at Flanagan High School in Florida, uh, transferred to Pahokee. Uh, was there for two years, and then just recently transferred um, to Moorhaven in the spring uh, where his dad had gotten an offense coordinator job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this was, you know, I went and looked it up, but they actually have changed it because I was wondering the reason he was going to reclassify. I thought once I realized how old he was, there was a high, Florida high school rule that once you turn 19, you're done. Right. All right, they actually have amended that rule a little bit, and they've backed it up to where you can't be 19 before July 1st or after July 1st uh, to be or before July 1st to be eligible. But like uh, when I was at Alabama, Calvin Ridley, he was an, a 19-year-old senior. He only played in three games. So he turned 19 like the middle – maybe it was four games, whatever it was. First three games, he turns 19, he's done for the rest of the year. Yeah. Can't play anymore. And so they've actually amended that rule. Um, but – Look, I like this kid a lot. He was my by far my favorite quarterback in that class because um, I've I've spent a lot of time watching him. And I don't watch the highlight tapes. I watch the eval tape. And I think uh, one one side, I don't remember, had him like the third or fourth player in the country. I just disagree with it. I think he was the best one in that class available. Um, this kid's talented, man. And I said it to somebody yesterday, and I, I'm standing by it. I think this is the most talented high school quarterback that Ole Miss has ever signed. Um, he's a left-handed kid. He has unbelievable touch. Um, and really, for a high school kid, knows how to get the ball on time, accurate, and has just immense arm talent. Um, he is not 6'4". He is 6'1 and a half. Shocker. We talked about that the other day. Yep. I got the Twitter, uh, the TikTok verse fired up, by the way. Um, but he's 6'1 and a half, 186 pounds as of April. So whatever he's grown between April and now. So last, uh, what's that, two or three months ago, he was – Six one and a half, one eighty six. The beginning of uh, April. The kid's a player, man. Um, I think this this is a really really uh, big deal. If you're an Ole Miss fan, it's a big deal. Uh, a lot of a lot of people, Florida fans, were pissed, but he couldn't reclassify and go to Florida because Florida was going to lose the other kid that they have committed in the twenty four class. 
And so it wasn't going to work if he went to Florida anyway. So um, if I was a Florida fan, I wouldn't be too pissed about it because you wasn't going to win anyway. He was going to end up leaving to begin with. Right. So he probably wouldn't be there very long. Um, and I want to I want to tell this while we're on the show. So this kid is from he you know is at Pahokee. He's from Glades Glades County. If you were a college football coach and you have not recruited the muck, it would be worth uh worth your time. One of the most unique things that's ever occurred to me in recruiting is, and I did it by accident. This would have been 2009, I believe. Um, our offensive line coach Darren Hiller he recruited uh, Dade in Broward County in Florida. We had to go recruit some JUCO guys. And I, at that time, I was recruiting the Florida Panhandle all the way over at Jacksonville. We had some kids there. Well, he had to go recruit Ju- Cali Jucos. He's like, hey, we had like six guys down there. He's like, hey, can you go take over for that for me while I'm there? Sure. So for six straight weeks, I flew Sunday night. I flew for, to, from Memphis to uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Did that for two days. And then I went flew to Miami, and I started doing this deal. Well, I ended up signing a kid. I'll, I'll leave his name out of here, but I ended up signing a kid out of uh, Bell Glade, Florida, mm-hmm. at a, uh, Glade Central. You get you leave West Palm Beach and you go, that'll be west on Highway ninety eight, and for thirty miles, Neil, there is nothing but sugarcane as far as you can see. And it, I mean, when I say you feel like you just left the planet and you're in a third world country or a mm-hmm. different planet or something sugarcane as far as you can see and you're just driving driving you, you almost get a little disoriented because it's it's like you're in a boat with no horizon right you're just just driving forever yeah and then after about 30 minutes you see the smoke coming up and it's the sugarcane factory and it's just a third world country down there but people don't realize this town's got like twenty thousand people in it they've had about over 60 nfl players come out of this little b town yeah all right, and this is where ESPN did a special called uh, something about the muck, but it was like Edron James, all this stuff. They were running, the kids would chase down rabbits in the sugar cane. When they burn the sugar cane, the rabbits will come flying, and they will chase them down and hit them with a stick, and they'll sell those rabbits and make money. And they that's they they trained because the the dirt is just it's like the the most fertile topsoil you've. I mean, the darkest, most fertile topsoil you've ever seen. Um, so I go there and I'm not going to say that kid's name, but I go there to see this kid. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon and he's a corner, a six, three, 200 pound corner that can run. He had gotten some trouble, but he was considered one of the top corners in the country, but nobody was recruiting him because of his issues. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I want to go investigate it. Cause we make, we got a chance to sign this kid. Cause everybody else is going away. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon. I go see the coach and he's like, Hey, coach, are you going to go by and see my grandma? Yeah, no problem. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, sure. So I'm thinking I'm just going to leave the school and go see grandma. No, he gets in the car and rides with me. Sorry, NCAA, the statute of limitations <laughs> up. That's totally against the rules. So he rides with him. The coach just lets him go. Middle of the school day, just gets in the car with me, and we drive about a mile and a half down to see his grandmother. So his mother's in jail. Dad's in jail. And we, we pull up to the house, and it's a condemned house. All right? Okay. They got it's a little bitty brick house. It's probably like a two bedroom, thousand square foot uh, shotgun house. We used to call them. And we go in there. She's running power from a neighbor on an extension cord through a window. She had a hot plate, a hot plate with a plug, and a lamp and a recliner. Grandmother was seventy seven years old. All right, this was the first time it's ever happened to me, ever. 
So I'm sitting there, and I'm you know, at the time I'm what 33, 32 years old, whatever it was, and I'm in there doing my spiel, you know, trying to get the kid to come with the kid sitting, and I'm on a uh, fold out chair. Sitting there, 77 years old. She just fires one up, fires a joint up right in front of me at 77 <laughs> years old and just smoking away. Yeah. Just while we're talking. And she, I mean, just like it was just every Different day. Different world. And I go, when I come back and I talk to coach and he's like, well, tell me about it. I said, well, look, if you don't think this kid's going to fail a drug test, I mean, the grandmother's sitting there smoking in front of me. Good kid. I mean, he's a good kid, the whole deal. Um, but, you know, that's a, just a different world, man. Yeah. And it was totally acceptable. Just yeah. a different world. But, yeah, that was my my muck story. All right. Uh, we'll wrap this thing up. I, I, I did the – I know you watched – you spent all afternoon yesterday in here watching the U.S. Open. Yeah. My man, Wyndham Clark, was a stone-cold killer yesterday. There has been some um, controversy on social media. He, he went – he had a ball in the rough, and he went to place – which I don't understand why they do it. I mean, I know there's a golfing thing to it where they put clubs down to see the launch angle and all that stuff. But when he puts his club down, the ball moves. That's a stroke penalty. Mm-hmm. And some people always oh, just oscillate. No, it moved. It should have been a stroke penalty, and nobody and that would have tied him for the lead. But that, that's the controversy there. I call it, you know, karma because Roy McIlroy got one stuck in the bank and all that, and it didn't get done there. A um, lot of – and this is something I thought you would find interesting. A lot of golfers complained. A lot of fans are complaining. So this was at the L.A. Country Club, the uh, Playboy Mansion off the 14th hole. Very, uh-huh. very uppity-uppity mm-hmm. golf club. Yes. Members bought up, members of the country club bought up over half of the tickets that were supposed to go to fans. They bought them ahead of time uh, so they would not have a riffraff at their country uh-huh. club. And so a lot of the stands were empty. Yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick was pissed because it was just it was just a very. I mean, you'll see more people at the at the FedEx event. Yeah, not a lot of people there because they bought up all the deals. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> I'm not surprised. That doesn't surprise me even a little bit. I mean, downtown LA yeah. now. Downtown LA. The course was I, I as a you as a golf guy. They should never have it there. That, that was too easy of a course. They and then they changed it. The setup was different every day. So after that that Thursday we were in here and they went low. They started – all they could do was move the pins. I don't know. I, I just – I wasn't a fan, but whatever. I had never heard of uh, Wyndham Clark, but – He's he's relatively new. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he's, been, he's been on tour for a couple – I mean, several years, but he's been okay. Um, but he's won – he won a big event this year. He's yep. playing better. So, he's, he's, he's up there. All right, I want to finish with this. I know you'd love this. So, after the U.S. Open on Saturday, I watched uh, – we had UFC fight night. Mm-hmm. Keith Patterson is one of the better referees in UFC. So you'll see Herb Dean, which I'm sure you've heard of Herb Dean. Come on now. I haven't. But right. Go ahead. Herb Dean is the main, the main referee, does all the main events. Well, this guy, he usually does this, he's usually the second or third guy. Very good referee. Well, what they do is whoever's a fish a referee in that week, they may referee two or three fights, right? And they just rotate until they go main event backwards. Well, he was Keith Patterson was had the co-main event. And the other event that he – other match that he had before that was in the prelims. Well, this guy was choking this, – this guy was choking somebody out. He was on the backside of it, and the guy's hand was up. He thought he was choked out. Wasn't even close. But he grabs his hand to see if he was – and the guy snapped, like, get away from me kind of deal, and he hit his guy's back. He stops the fight, says he's tapped out. And this guy loses his mind. Says, I did not tap out. 
they reviewed the fight. They went to a replay, which I rarely see in UFC. They go to an instant replay, and they determined it was a no contest. It cost those guys a lot of money. Oh, man. All right. Well, Keith Patterson, really good, yeah. visibly shaken. So he goes for another whatever. He comes back for the co-main event. In the co-main event, it's got a guy that's really good facing somebody that's not very good. The guy slams him on his head. The guy's out. Okay, like he goes, you know, the, what I call cockroaching when their brain, they have a, some kind of brain trauma and their hands go rigid. Mm-hmm. For about 45 seconds, he did not defend his face. And this other guy's just pounding his ass. Boom, 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 elbows. And Keith Patterson shook. He will not stop the fight because he just had that happen. He let it go so long. I mean, everybody was going, what? Are, I mean, it was bad. Yeah, that's not good. It was bad. He let, he let the, what happened earlier in the fight, like he was not stopping that fight. But it went on. I bet he hit him 40 to 50 times oh in the my face God. without being defended, without none of this. Yeah, and see, that's the stuff that people like me, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have any, in, no interest in that at all. Yeah, I don't, don't want to see that. That was bad. Yeah. And it, what you hate about it is he is a really good referee, always makes the right decisions, all that stuff. But he was so messed up because he, caught, he knew he cost fighters that didn't make anything, a lot of money, and it just messed him up for the whole day. So that mm. was – if you get a chance to go back and watch that, that was pretty uh, – that's pretty blatant. That's all I got, boss. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. A little quick, quicker show today. We'll be back on Thursday uh, with one more show before we take a little, uh, I guess, summer, 4th of July, holiday kind of break. We'll take at least a couple of weeks, and then uh, my July is going to be a little weird with media days and some personal stuffs, but we'll we'll get to all that in a little bit. But we'll come back on Thursday. Another show of um, McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, Zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Take care.